You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues. You can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. Yo, what's going on, MVP Podcast listeners, or like Cass likes to say, loyal listeners. Appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the MVP Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Gibson. Today, I am joined by, I would like to say, a one-of-a-kind guest. One guest that any of the big guys out there in the world, yes, I'm talking to you, Cass, haven't even had on their show yet, and I'm glad I got a chance to uh, to, to sit down here with, with Miss Natasha Pearl Hansen. She is I guess in with, with better terms, she's just a jack of all trades. She's a nationally touring comedian. She's a CEO and founder of uh, mybreakupregistry.com. She's got a podcast. She's a host of herself. Um, she's an executive producer, entrepreneur, and most importantly, our boys at Glove Box. She is a Glove Box guru. Natasha, how are you doing today? And thanks for your time doing the show. I'm doing good. It's so funny because right before this, you were like, I don't really, you know, I don't really do these great introductions. That was like, the best introduction that I've had on a podcast. You really nailed it. So um, way to just, you know, uh, bait and switch there. <laughs> well, I, I typed a few things out. I just, I was telling her, I was telling her before I got on, before we hit the record button, I'm really trying to work on my introductions, give a little bit more background about, about who the guest is. And I would have to say, I'm pretty impressed and pretty happy with myself there. That was, that never happens. That never happens. <laughs> Maybe you need to do that more often, be a little self-deprecating before you actually do the intro and then it's going to just fall out of your body, right? All right. Perfect. I love it. She <laughs> yeah. said, she gave me a few, she's going to give me a few helpful hints or helpful hints. So hopefully those will, those will trickle down through the, uh, through the remainder of the show here. But Natasha, First off, you you are somebody that's probably seen tons of parts of the United States, the world, traveling, doing you know, be, being a comedian. While we're in this topic of COVID, still, how has that been? Not being able to go to venues. Um, you just released a comedy special back in April. How has not being able to travel and, and and do something you truly love been adjusting during this pandemic and and where we're at now? You know, I mean, I have obviously a lot of thoughts on that, but the the more I talk about how it's affected me, the more stupid I feel in a lot of ways because it's affected everybody. I mean, I have so many friends with restaurants, uh, friends with gyms, like places that have had to shut down where people have had to go into bankruptcy. So that aside, don't I don't want to say this, making it sound like I don't understand that. Like, you know, I don't want to be one of those woe is me performers. It's like, oh, I didn't get to tell a dick joke or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it was it was really challenging. I was uh, blessed enough to have shot my special in 2019. And it was supposed to come out in spring of 2020. But obviously everything shut down. Everything got backburned. Everything got delayed. So thankfully, when my special actually came out was April of this year everything was starting to kind of creep back open again and touring was becoming more of a regular thing. Um, you know, venues were open here and there depending on where, what city, but a lot of, a lot of comedians were scared to even play them because they didn't want to look bad. True. So it was that kind of 
that mix of like really wanting to get back to the craft, but is this the right thing to do? How are we going to look? How are we going to feel? Um, so yeah, so by the time my special came out and venues were opening back up, it was kind of nice because I was able to use that as a catapult back into the mainstream of how things were. Um, so uh, timing kind of lucked out for me in a, in a couple weird ways in hindsight. <laughs> now, now, where's your favorite place that you've ever had a show that you ever traveled? Oh my God, I have a couple, but so Chicago, I'm actually just in the process of moving back to Chicago now where I started my career or at least getting a little situated there. I'm trying to be in a couple of cities. I'm trying to have a place in a couple of cities, but we'll see when I can swing Love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. Um, Chicago is one of my favorite cities as far as comedy goes. It's just, I feel like I always get a really good read on my material in front of those audiences. It's just real. Um, I like to, I'm at a point in my career where I'm still capable of going out, you know, beers or whatever with a couple people after the show I have to be cautious of that because over the years obviously I get more and more uh, sure. fans that I'm like oh no I don't know if I can <laughs> the, the <laughs> true paparazzi finally comes out <laughs> not I mean not quite like that but like you know I'm I'm really I'm like I'm nice to um underdogs I don't know how else to put it and so sure. um so a lot of people that come to my shows regularly are um you know, socially awkward and I, and, or come by themselves and I make them feel welcome. But, you know, there's always that fine line of like, are we buddies or (laughs) are we buddies or were you just trying to make me feel good about myself today? Which is super sweet and nice, you know, because that could be the only time that they get that you get the the chance to have a you know conversation with somebody like that. That's how I feel. You know, I want to make whatever with everything I do, I want to make the people involved feel important and appreciated. And so um, but the other place that I love performing in, um, I set this up myself. I've been I've gone six years in a row now, but I headline on the island of St. Croix. I'm the only comedian that goes there. Ooh. How long ago, how long have you been doing that? Like going there? So this actually parlays into how I got so deep involved into tech and startups. Um, but I had a very close friend who had lived in Chicago and moved there about seven years ago. And she hit me up and was like, you need to come to St. Croix, just make an excuse to come here. I was like, why don't I put together a comedy tour? And this was, you know, like I said, six or seven years ago. So I didn't quite have a full hour myself, not, not a great hour. So I got another one of my girlfriends and we each went on, we went on tour together, um, each doing like 30 to 40 minutes. Um, I set up all the venues. Um, I learned a lot after that first one, I did way too, way too, uh, big of a tour for a tiny island you know we had like three or four venues around the island throughout a week and you just don't get like sure you don't get a great show at any of them you get a mediocre show at all of them because nobody knew who we were yet um so I learned from that one and I started coming every year and by year three I was selling out every year the whole island knows me everybody gets excited when I come to town like it's it's pretty crazy it's pretty fun and um so uh, it's been kind of cool. Every year I get a vacation kind of that pays for itself. I do one show. The last time I went, um, me and my boyfriend who's a comedian as well. Um, we did two shows cause they were like socially distanced, smaller sure. shows. Um, 
but we were there for eight or nine days. So the rest of the time is just like play and fun. And, you know, so it's, that's one of my favorite things that I crafted for myself. It's this uh, really great break and being able to perform on an Island. (laughs) Then the the coolest thing I love from that story is how, how you learn like, Hey, I'm not going to be this, this, this is the dumbest thing I could do is have three or four different shows in the same area that has limited amount of people, but you learn from it and ends up being probably the best thing that's happened down there. And now, like you said, more people know who you are. They look forward to probably that day or that specific show. This is when she's doing it. Boom. Probably makes this excitement even more better. It it is. And, um, you know, because I'm the only comedian that rolls through St. Croix, I mean, they have some that maybe come through St. Thomas. It's much more commercialized there. St. Croix is like, it's the biggest of the islands. It's the least inhabited. Um, sure. St. John is probably a little less inhabited, but, um, and you know, though, I think it was two trips ago, maybe I had sold out my show and this whole boat of people came and pulled up onto this. Um, it's like this day Island that people park at called Buck Island. Okay. So it's this beautiful, pristine waters. Um, I was there swimming and the boat captain hollered to me and he's like, are you Natasha Prohampton? I was like, yeah. And he goes, we couldn't get tickets to your show. Can you come perform in our house? <laughs> so they like, it was like super Miss Maisel meets Chappelle where I got, you know, paid to come and perform at this beautiful house with a picturesque view for, wow. you know, 15 people. And I just kind of roasted them. And so a lot of, a lot of cool things have happened because of that place. <laughs> well, the, cool place. when, when we decided when we were talking to, to get you on the show, I was like, man, I've got a genius idea. If I'm sure that your, your two bosses haven't thought about this already, but we've got to have an insurance comedy show now. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it. You know, I want to make sure that, and whoever's listening can chime in and give their, I want to make sure that people aren't too sensitive because I would love, there are certain things I'd love to roast for sure. Um, sure. I'm crafty about it. I'm not going to make anybody feel bad. Well, no, but, no, no, no. Um, That's just, they need to take their soft selves and just not go then. That's what they need right. to do. We're just going to exactly. be straightforward. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, there are there, I have learned and met so many different types of people since working in uh, this space. And um, it's, it's quite an interesting industry. It's, it is a, it is an industry that I didn't think existed. I mean, the way I looked at insurance was just completely polar opposites than what it really is. And I think that's why I'm so excited and I'm so passionate about it. And yeah. the fact that I've got a podcast talking about insurance, I n- never in a million years thought that would even be a thing, but yeah. there's so many people that care. And I think that's probably why you're so attracted to this industry because it's always one it's evolving. Something's changing. You like tech, mm-hmm. you like building things, you're creative that's where this industry is completely going. So yeah. putting that into perspective, where did the glove box thing come into play? And, and kind of when did you decide to partner with the glove box and make something happen? Yeah, um, we kind of touched on this earlier, um, just in our personal conversation, but um, I was coming out of this like hefty part of the pandemic as a comedian, you know, launched my own startup, my startup, is operating. I have kind of a, uh, not a team on that, but I have a PR team helping me with um, the pushes of that every month. And so that's kind of, that's an offshoot of my personal brand. So I was really looking for something. I was looking for the right company to attach myself to because I have, I just, whatever I do, whatever I choose to put my stamp on or my name on, I do it 
10 times. <laughs> like I do, I make sure I'm doing it very well. Otherwise I won't even do it. Um, so I wanted to believe in something. So I um, went on Indeed, which I hadn't been on in years. It's probably funny if you ask the guys, my resume was like all over the place. I hadn't even, I, I hadn't even updated or do anything when I, I, I found two companies that piqued my interest, Glovebox being one of them. And I did a lot of research, research on their background, um, on a crunch base. Um, I was pretty blown away by what I thought this company was going to do. And I was like, this is something I, I want to be a part of. I feel like I would be a part of the next Uber. <laughs> sure. No, and, I, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head, though. I mean, yeah. it is it, when, you, when you do research about something. I mean, you do research about it for one reason, to find out more about what they're doing. And they're just yeah. doing so much at, in a short, short, quick period of time. And it's, it's almost like, okay, what's going to happen now? What's next? Yeah. What's going to happen next week? What are they going to announce? And then 16 employees later, and then you coming along, it's like, damn, they're growing quick. They're growing quick. And um, I was the first interviewed for a guru position. And I met with all the guys. Um and after meeting with each of them individually, I, then I was like, oh, I, I have to work with these guys. I could just tell that I would love working for these people. Um, and I do. My God, I couldn't feel more lucky. I feel like overwhelmingly blessed every day, you know, after being in entertainment for 15 years, which I still I still work in. Um, but people are on their own trajectory there and there's, um, there's not check-ins, there's not appreciative notes. I mean, people do do that. I don't want to discredit anybody sure. in that industry. Um, but it takes a lot more of a thoughtful person to actually reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I really appreciate working with you, or I really appreciate you. It doesn't happen as often. Would you say I that feel- it's a, would you say it in a nice way? It's a selfish industry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, not, not in a bad, you see what I'm saying though, because it is. one probably don't have a lot of time to think about this, that, you know, other things mm-hmm. depending on how busy you are, but two, right. I mean, that person's success isn't going to, you're not really, you don't really have a team other than the team amongst yourself and who you potentially have working for you. So I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Well, and that's why I taught myself a long time ago. Um, God, the best thing somebody ever said to me was back when I was at second city in Chicago, I was 20. 20, yeah, I was 20 years old. So that's almost 17 years ago. Um, my director said, you, you're a natural, you're extremely talented. He's like, you're going to get done whatever you want to do. But he's like, just put it in the back of your mind. It's going to take you like 15 years to get where you want to be. And that was really the best thing anybody could have said to me because I had a lot of little successes out the gate but I didn't get in my head about them. I didn't think that, oh, this is going to be my thing. This is going to be my thing. I kept knowing that I had to be business savvy and keep building my own brand, building an audience, being good to people um, in order to get where I wanted to be. And I would feel, I would say at about year 15 was when I actually felt like that was coming to fruition as far as just all encompassing what I do. Um, And you know, it's made me over the years really competitive with myself. I don't compare myself to other people. I'm not looking at what somebody else is doing and thinking, I got to do better. I just don't really think, I just don't think that way. Um, I think that's what has made me do so well working with Glovebox because I always look at what I did the last month and I want to do more. I want to do better. I want to do it smarter. Um, 
and I want to, you know, keep just building this brand with this amazing team. Now you said something, you, you, you pointed something out that I have talked about many shows ago at some point in time. And it's about how, you know, your personal brand and mm -hmm. that I had no plans of even talking about this, but now that you brought it up, you do do one hell of a job of personal branding yourself. I had to, and my, my short five years. So you, when you say 15 years before, before you get to where you want to be, I'm literally over here about to cry because it's like, oh, I'm not even there yet. I'm not, not close yet, but I'm sure it's going to fly by. But on the same yeah. token, on the same token, what was the most helpful thing for me and what kind of turned my professional career around was when I created a self personal brand just for me, it wasn't to put out there for anybody else to help mm. know what I'm about, what I have, my, my guidelines that I live by my daily, you know, routine, something that I can wake up to when I see that I know that I'm, you know, when they look at Mitch Gibson, they think about those five, four or five core values or whatever. Mm -hmm. How important is that in this industry, let alone, let alone any, any other industries, obviously the entertainment, personal branding for yourself and, and, and establishing in your communities and your towns in this country, who you are as a person, as a businessman, businesswoman, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when I was younger and when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was out in LA for 10 years. Um, people would always talk about your brand, your brand. <laughs> I, would, I would mock that. I'd be like, how do you sum up a human being into a catchphrase? And then over time, your brand finds you. I think if you force it, it's not your brand, it's your tagline. But if you let it organically happen and you see a through line in everything that you do, that becomes your brand. Now you have something to elevate yourself with. Um, for me, it was um, very clear as of a couple of years ago that my brand was very centered around taking negatives and spinning them into a positive. Um, my podcast, Future Role Model, was about taking people's uh, less uh, um, less exciting pieces of their journey or things that they normally wouldn't share with other people that had happened in their lives and how that led to their current successes. You know, with my comedy special, I shot out my canceled wedding day. So I took an actual, <laughs> my wedding and made it into this really great day um, that was something positive and hopefully helped other people. My breakup registry, same thing. I went through a spot with my fiance. And then I built a platform to be able to help other people that are going through breakups. And so I started seeing this very congruent through line and saying, okay, this is what I like to do. I like to take something that's not working and spin it into this very positive. So it just felt like such a natural progression when I met, when I found the glove box guys. And I was like, oh, this is what you're doing. You're taking this antiquated industry, this dysfunctional piece of something really important and making it into something that a client can enjoy or that uh, helps an agent. And that goes back to um, partnership, you know, creating, creating good symbiotic relationships with people and actually partnering with them, giving them something, you're getting something in return. It's an exchange. It's not, uh, it's not a product sale. It is a exchange of services where two people are mutually benefiting. Young agents, listen, listen, this can go in so many ways. Like it's not even funny. She just said she's building partnerships with agencies mm -hmm. to show them how Glovebox can benefit them in return, their services and, 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 and Natasha being pretty much there whenever they need her. That is 
genius because that's what we should be doing as producers selling in this market. We build mm-hmm. relationships and we build partnerships with our customers. For example, manufacturer A, I'm going to build this partnership with this manufacturer or this manufacturer because they might have a piss poor um, safety program. They may not be having any meetings every quarter to talk about their OSHA stuff and making sure we're wearing safety goggles, stuff like that. I want to partner with them so they be ha- they have a more healthy and safe working environment. That's what mm-hmm. Natasha is doing on the glove box side of things. So just when you hear these anal- analogies from maybe a tech a tech guest or from a guest that you know is with a carrier or whoever it might be, partnerships work and work that same way no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Have you always looked at it as a partnership, or was there a specific time frame where you're like, okay, I'm not selling something. This how can I one? We talk about helping others all the time. This, this is a rewarding industry. The more you help, the more that will come for you. I promise you it will. Same yeah. token here. That's why I approach it with that word. I you'll find you'll find it rare for me to use the word sale or sales really in any line of work that I do, even though that's what you're doing. Sales has a weird connotation as a word because it, it makes people feel like, oh, you're trying to sell me something. Everybody is trying to sell you something. That's what marketing is. I mean, you look at anything. I have books over there, colors on my water bottle. Everything's selling you something. Um, certain colors speak pique your interest. You're being sold all day long. You're literally, and the, the three sections of any business are marketing, sales, and leadership. So, um, you know, the cool thing about Glovebox is you're getting all of that (laughs) as a partner. You're getting all of that as a partner. You're, you know, a leader in this industry. You're ahead of this curve. I mean, if if you're an agent that's ahead of this adoption curve, you become the first in your region to offer services like this to your clients. You have the chance to um, be ahead of your competition and, um, if I, if this is what I say and what the guys talk about all the time. If you're not the person who's adopting this and somebody else near you does, they have the chance to outdo you. Um, you know, it's not about taking over human power. It's giving your human power of uh, <laughs> a rocket ship backpack. You know? Oh my, oh my God. This was, hold on a sec. You've thought about this one for a minute because you just happened no, to I use some I just rocket, that out. rocket fuel to go to space. <laughs> I just thought of that. I'm pretty proud of that. That was good. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, you know, and that's my whole my whole thought process when I'm working with people is not how can I get them to buy something, it's how can I get them to come on board with us, be a part of this family that we're creating. I have never, <laughs> I worked with a lot of tech companies and startups over the years. And I can explain that a little bit more too, but I have never met a company that actually listens to the people that they're working with or their agency partners or whoever it may be and builds the technology to suit exactly what they're asking for. It's literally a development slate of ever-growing, uh, ever-growing lists and products and new hires just to be able to create an, an environment where um, agents' life has become easier. Like it's pretty, it's pretty astounding. Have you noticed that uh, a reoccurring issue with any agencies other than, you know, obviously they need the product first off, but besides that, like, you know, as you identify, you know, maybe this, this, this agency struggles with 
you know, maybe customer retention or struggles with communicating throughout the year with a marketing email blast or service request, whatever it is, is there a reoccurring issue that is knocking this out of the park for them? I've, even though the Glovebox app does pretty much damn, damn near everything for you, except for gives you a drink of water. Um, <laughs> are agencies struggling with the same stuff and then that's changing once they adapt to the Glovebox uh, platform or is it kind of sporadic depending on size agency, age of the agency, et cetera? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, as people know, this is no um, surprise, but it, there's a lot of antiquated practices in this industry. And I didn't realize that until I started coming in here, you know, and, and seeing that there were so many people that had they have wonderful, sustainable businesses. They're not necessarily trying to grow and that's okay, but that to handle everything with manpower. Um, there is a benefit to the mixture of manpower and insure tech. And uh, Ryan, our CEO, actually just put an article out about this the other day. It's not like it's not like this is something we've created to, um, you know, like at Walgreens where you're auto scanning and you no longer have a person and that's beeping all the time. Like it's not like that. It's a, it's a tool for the the people involved. So when I'm talking to potential partners, you know, I'm I'm kind of how I envision Glovebox is this like slick, like giant <laughs> squid in the background. <laughs> the squid that's like the a- squid that's literally reproducing new tentacles daily. <laughs> like, literally just all these arms and it's picking up things that you already have going on and putting them in the right place for you to make sense all in the background. You can't see it. It's behind a big sheet but your clients only seeing this very clean, um, you know, tidy space where everything that they need is in he- here in a file cabinet. You know, it's just like a digital version of so many things. It makes everybody's um, lives so much easier. It's just clean. Um, I just think it's a beautiful product. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's just such a, with everything that's coming out with Glovebox, with, you know, commercial coming out soon and all the new features, it's just going to be such a wonderful tool for people. Um, and I really hope more people adopt our technology soon. <laughs> Come meet with me if you want to. <laughs> well, I think if they haven't, if they haven't adopted to it, like you said earlier, a few minutes ago, is if it, if you want to be on top of the game, I mean, it's, it's, it's the right time to do it because if you don't do it now, someone else is chances of it happening near an agency near you is very, very high because it's grown at a rapid rate. The more, the more people that, and that's just it the more people that a business continues to hire quality employees that build and want to build partnerships, they go out and they start doing the same things. They believe in the product. And I can tell that with, with, with your tone of voice and how you talk about the, 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 the product, because you you are truly passionate about it and you believe in what it's going to do. And I think that's what some people in quote unquote sales 101, they just don't believe in what they're doing or maybe they don't have believe in themselves. So I think what you what you have done is established established a pretty good foundation of what you know how to, what the app is needed for. But mm-hmm. since starting in August, your insurance knowledge has probably blown out the roof and it's probably you've probably learned things about insurance that you've never thought about correct come on now yeah yeah my god I didn't know I didn't honestly know much of anything I mean I know I had an independent insurance agent in Los Angeles for 10 years um yes I did her name was was independent Karen her name was not Karen (laughs) Karen Karen Lotta met her at a party 
Um, everybody that I ever met that my hairstylist, everything met at parties. Um, so watch, um, watch out conferences. Natasha can drink. It sounds like. (laughs) And this is what was funny, um, coming into this space is I used to say this as a client when I was in LA, she was always changing my auto in Los Angeles because she was putting me with the best carrier for the price. So that was the first time I'd ever heard of, um, ah, who was my carrier for a while. Erie travelers, Um, auto owners. I know. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was a, it was a smaller one in um, California, but regardless, she moved me to this one for a while and I got pulled over for something. My taillight was out or something. Didn't have my ID card. All these things had happened, or I'd have to be at the DMV for something and not have it. I'd be emailing Karen all the time for just all these random things. Send me a screenshot of this, send me this. So even as a client on the smallest tier of that level of need without home insurance or anything like that, I wish this, this existed back in the day. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. I almost don't know why Andy and Andy and the boys didn't come up with this thing a little bit sooner. I, I think they were a little bit behind the eight ball with it. <laughs> I'm just What's giving them. I'm just giving them crap. I'm just giving them crap. I know you're too. <laughs> if well, they they give one of my buddies crap, Heath Sharon, because he doesn't own a pair of Lululemon sweatpants. Because you know, you know how bougie those three are. Come on, yeah. you know how bougie yeah. they are. So they were giving they Heath crap. So stylish. <laughs> <laughs> have you been out to the? Have you have you been out to the uh, Denver office much? I, I haven't seen. I haven't been yet. So give me a little. Uh, give me a little perspective on. Is it? Is it pretty cool? It's cool. It's set up really cool. Um, you know, it's pretty open. So there's a couple of different offices and like conference rooms for people to go off into for calls and stuff. Um, but there's like obviously a lot of spaceman stuff in the office, and games and things. Um, right now, you know, right now, Globox is at such an acceleration phase. I think everybody is just like pretty, you know, pretty hustle, hustle. And the guys do a really good job of trying to chop it up and make sure people have fun too, you know, doing taste testings of things or doing some fun videos, content that really just breaks things up. Um, So it's nice. I think it's a very thoughtful environment. You know, it's like the office really encapsulates Glovebox's brand. It's slick. It's clean. It's fun. It's blue. (laughs) It's open. (laughs) It's welcoming. so it's funny. It's nice when you walk into a space and it actually feels like the thing that is being created. there. What's going on, loyal listeners? It's Mitch Gibson with the MVP podcast. Stopping you in the action of the podcast. Promise you that this will only take a second. Are you a local independent insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Well, look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need or your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and do what we're here to do, grow your business. Don't settle for less, do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. Let them know that the folks at the Agency Intelligence Podcast Network sent you. That's impressive. I mean, that you think about the same thing when you walk into um, 
like when you walked, we used to walk into like Blockbuster or Family Video. Yeah, there would always be that plastic, like that plasticky candy smell, but also they would have pot, like the smell of popcorn inside mm-hmm. of a blo- blockbuster, just so you oh, got in that movie theater feel that exactly you're ready to buy a movie. Cool. And like, mm-hmm. but people pay that close attention to detail with their marketing strategies and, and branding that, hey, when someone leaves here, I want them to make sure that they know that this is like a movie theater, but you can come to, you can go do it at your home. Yeah, I wish that exactly. stuff was still around, to be honest with you. I wish Blockbuster and Family Video. I miss just going and looking around. Taking it browsing. out. I know. Yeah. I know. Because Netflix, I mean, it's just, it's nice to go into a facility, grab something and leave. You know, with Netflix, we just have so much at our fingertips. Um, my grandma said this when I was young and it just holds water forever and ever. Stuff equals decisions and decisions equals stress. So the more stuff you've got, <laughs> the more choices you have to make. The more you just feel stressed for no reason. Um, that's how I feel when I'm looking for something to watch on Netflix. <laughs> like 30, 30 to 45 minutes later, you're like, screw it. I'll just continue to watch this show that I've been you watching do. for three weeks. That's exactly what I do all the time. Because my time at evening is limited lately. So I, I only have, you know, so much of it, except for the chunk of time that me and my boyfriend were watching Breaking Bad. I had never seen it. He had me. It's amazing. Uh, he was rewatching it with me. So I would be finishing work at like 9 p.m. We'd watch like two episodes of Breaking Bad that would parlay into maybe three and a half. And then I'd get up and start my day all over again. So, so the, not to spoil the show or to spoil the Amazon special that you have out there. Um, mm-hmm. the, you said it was about how you didn't have your wedding, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. So are you, are, well, I kind of, I think I know where that went down that route. Yeah. How did you and how did you and uh, him meet? Where did you guys were you guys just out telling jokes one night at a, at a bar and like oh we're we're funny let's well wait you mean my 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 current boyfriend and I have been together for a little over a year correct correct um, he yeah. actually he actually hosted um, my comedy special way before we knew each other that well that's cool so he was a local Madison Wisconsin comedian but tours all over the place and. Um, I was filming in Madison at my wedding venue. So his name came highly recommended and he opened the show for me. And um, when I shot the special in 2019, I was still engaged, but we were on, on our way out, obviously. Gotcha. You know, the gotcha. wedding had been called off for like a third time. So <laughs> we won't go down that path. Go watch the special because it's, pr- I-, I watched a little bit of it just to kind of, I was like, I can't just go in this without knowing her too, you know, at all. Um, yeah. But it's, but it's pretty good. So if you are having that struggle of looking through Netflix for 40, 30 to 45 minutes, head over to Amazon prime and check out your girl, let her, let let yeah. her make your, uh, make your night funny. Cause I laughed entirely too hard at a couple of, couple of things in that, in that show. Globebox's future. Yeah, what's, where, where, where do you, where do you, anticipate the future of Globox going. I, I mean, I look at it as it's almost like it's Amazon. It's going to be the Amazon of insurance at some point. I do. I, do. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's structured different than other companies that I've worked with as, as you know, as much as it not being um, B to C, it's B to B to C. So, um, so it's been interesting because, you know, usually when I've been able to work with a company and my, where I used to work with a lot of startups was helping accelerate or launch or scale their brand um, in tandem with my own. How I work with Glovebox is different. Um, I, see, I just see this thing being so huge. 
I mean, there's just no way something else is going to catch up to what these guys are doing. It's just so, um, they're so thoughtful. They're so forward thinking. Um, the development is there. Like I said, the things that are coming out on the platform, um, there, there is just no way that somebody else could catch up or supersede. It's just not possible. Um, you know, you get to be the first in a lane. I mean, this is a full new lane. It's a, a customer experience platform. All those, um, all those branding and marketing videos for the CXP are coming out right now because our team has made some killer ones and um, is really just nailing it as far as you know what our brand encapsulates. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be wild. I'm really excited to be on. I'm really excited to be working with these guys. <laughs> I just, I think, I think the, which what's going on now too, is you're just keeping everybody, everybody, everybody's on their toes with what's next with, with club box and what you, what you guys are yeah. doing, because you see it, especially the last couple of weeks, the, the customer experience platform piece, like that you just mentioned. And I kind of, kind of want to jump into that a little bit farther here, but yeah. On the standpoint of it being known, like I can't go through LinkedIn without saying one of you guys or an agency or somebody sharing what's coming with with this customer, you know, with the customer experience platform. Um, I mean, feedback so far, what's is is it something that um, you're getting a lot of good feedback on? Is it you know something that people feel like their customers are adapting to it? Are they not adapting to it? Um, what's the, what's that look like on a, on an adoption rate for, for, for those customers that are downloading the, the app? Yeah. I mean, clients, so, um, it varies obviously per agency and I don't want to be off on my numbers cause I haven't gotten an update in a while, but we're, ooh, we're like, so AMS portals are landing very low percentile. I'd say mostly under 5%. Okay generally um maybe there's some a smidge higher but maybe like a percent or two um we i think we're i don't want to say our number is wrong but we are like 10x <laughs> sure I, I mean it's it's obviously <laughs> below 20 percent. yeah yeah so. we're um we're anywhere from like five to ten times the adoption of um, other portals. Um, it kind of just varies on the, the willingness of the agency. This is something I was reading. I actually just um, finished the book, the 10 X rule last night. Um, I read a lot, read a lot of books, um, with just like with anything. And this is why I like to use the term partnership. If, an, if you're working with an agency, it also takes effort. You know, it also takes some effort on the agency's part to utilize the tool at the best of its ability. And that's why we have a team specifically designed to work with agencies in the agency success bracket. Um, there's, uh, we have an incredible team there and they tell you best practices and how you can actually like get the most out of having a tool like Glovebox, um, which a lot of companies don't have a department called agency success or success of anything. Sure. You know, usually when you adopt a technology, you're kind of setting and forgetting. Yep. Um, that's not happening here. So, um, yeah, it's just you know when it, when you partner with somebody. Um, I, God, I forgot what topic we were on. Remind me. <laughs> oh, we were just we were discussing like the, you know how. The adoption rate. I mean, people, people in regards to like actually oh, right, using right, right. the platform the way that it should That's be what used. I was going to say that was my pinnacle from the 10x rule. Um, is that if we 
give you this amazing platform and make it really simple for you to use and really amazingly simple for your clients to use. Um, and you hit all the marks as far as the best practices to really uh, increase your adoption rate, um, you're going to be hitting the higher percentile, obviously. So you'll be hitting more of like that 50, 60% adoption rate if you really work with us and making that, um, making that come to fruition. It's genius because I was talking to uh, Ron Schroyer with Arius Analytics and the Donna for Agent platform that they've, that they've got out. And if you haven't, if you haven't looked into that, that's a, that's a pretty cool customer experience platform, but it's more so rating how happy your customers are. Is your customer happy? Yeah. Is he not? Are they not X, Y, Z? But the biggest thing and the key takeaway that I took from that whole hour and 20 minute podcast that we had was the tech's going to be there. When you adopt the tech, it's not just going to, it's not a robot and going to do everything for right. you. It might on a technology standpoint or like on documents on little small requests, like what you guys are doing. But on the same token, the, the tech needs the hard work, just like you have to put yeah. in the hard work for the tech or it's not going it's, to, it's, it's literally going to be a waste of expense on a monthly basis. That's exactly it. You know, there's, you know, as, and this is something that I point out to certain agency partners, depending on the conversation that we're having and where I feel comfortable bringing this into the fold. Um, and Ryan really nailed it in the article that came out yesterday. Um, let me look at what it's on. Um, let's see. It's IA Magazine. So he IA. talks about it. Mm -hmm. um, he wrote a whole piece about it, um, but saying how, you know, technology works in tandem with human power. Um, it's not that technology is overtaking the independent agent. It's here to, um, it's here to assist, you know, and he's, he said it more eloquently and obviously a very long, beautifully sure. written article, but to sum it up, um, I, <laughs> I wish Glovebox existed for other industries. And I know there are other industries like the fitness industry where they have it. So you can build a platform and sell your um, videos and there's niche industries sure. that have these kinds of things. I wish something like this had existed for me when I created my startup, because I'm telling you, and I'm I, I want to say this to agents loud and clear. If you get an app built or you have somebody else build your website, which I mean, oftentimes you don't have a choice, right? If you need a number change, if you need an address change, if you need buttons change, those are all things you have to call a development person for, have them fix. It's going to cost you like $1,500. Every time I need something updated, even just a drop down menu on my website for my company, it costs me like you know, between $500 and $1,500 and a couple of days of back and forth. The way Glovebox has been designed, it's so simple and people can just go into it and update everything. I mean, I've, I've just never seen anything like it. Um, you know, the, the customization that an agency has and the instant thinking that it does throughout the entire platform um, you know, even when I bring on agencies and they're like, well, my address is about to change in a week. And I'm like, great, log in and change it. It'll take you two seconds. They'll update everywhere. Sure. Like, and you know, and those are big things I think people forget is that generally something like this would be a massive expense and an ongoing expense, not just a, a subscription or a year expense for a really incredible tool. So I noticed, I noticed something is either on a insurance Facebook group or whether it was LinkedIn or whether it was one of the boys that posted it out or heck might've been even one of you guys. But the question was, 
or it may, it might've been a new update that had happened, but you, someone can go into the app store and maybe search your agency's app, like thinking mm-hmm. that they can search HRM insurance. And because of how you have something, a setting set up within the Glovebox app, it'll actually pull mm-hmm. that Glovebox app up based off of that agency's name, correct? Or no? So not as of right now, but we are building, um, I believe that feature is slated for Q2, at least for the icon branding, because that was the gotcha. thing certain agents asked for. Um, as of right now, everything within the platform is branded to the agency. So it comes up as the agency's glove box. So glove box is kind of like the afterthought. Sure. Um, a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, I'd say maybe a couple people that I've been talking to for a few months have really wanted that icon to be branded all the way down to their agency. Um, so the Glovebox team listened and that's been in the development slate, but it's not quite ready yet. Um, but what I like to say to agencies is that when you come on board with Glovebox, Glovebox does, I mean, you can search for it as an app in the app store, right? Sure. But if you just do that as a, you know, Joe on the street, you're not connecting to the agency or an AMS system, and you're not connecting to the various carriers. So you can add in your own documents from your carrier. It's not going to refresh them the same way because there's not this congruent system communicating. So the beauty of being a partner of Glovebox is it's the only way to make this platform function. So you're ahead of the curve. Somebody can't have a Glovebox without having the agency that has Glovebox. That makes sense. I just, I, for some, I, for invite. (laughs) See, that's what I kind of felt like it, and I could have just probably not read the whole thing or didn't look into it more than what it was, but I knew it had something to do with the app store and like looking, if I couldn't find the Glovebox app, if I just, you know, customer, you say, Hey, yo, go grab our insurance, our, our, our agency app on the, you know, app store, look for this, Mm -hmm. this, and this, we can tell them to look for the Glovebox app, but some of them probably just automatically because you're the one advising them. They're probably going to look in maybe HRM insurance services on the Google play store on the Apple store, expecting, expecting something to pop up Would that glove box app pop up. If we are customers, that's, I, that could be me of what I was getting at. I just, I don't know if I read it or not. Well, this is why I tell agencies like this is an exclusive invite, right? So think of it like your really cool personal party (laughs) to this (laughs) digital version of your agency, right? Um, We, you send out a link. It's like an invite link via text or email that brings the client in. Also can be shareable over social media that can bring a prospective client in. So the, the function of Glovebox as a tool is reaching new people and there for the current client base. Um, so as far as somebody wanting to even go in and search for an agency in the app store, I'm not sure why anybody would even do that because the app store would pull up so much jargon and random sure. stuff that you're not searching for. You actually would rather be sent an invite link. Most, most platforms are operating that way now anyway. Um, where you click on something and that will bring you to the actual sure. um, platform. App store link platform. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's smart. No, I figured that was the case. I, I don't know who, maybe it was someone that just asked the general question, trying to see if they could get an answer, um, mm-hmm. which could be, could be it. So I'll blame, I'll blame the ADHD again. What's your favorite, what's your favorite thing about the app? 
I mean, if you could find to, if you or if you could pick one specific thing other than the oh story God. of your agent wishing you could get on there and grab your <laughs> auto ID card while you're at the BMV, what, what's your favorite thing about it? Or is that not, is that favorite thing not came out yet? Um, no, I mean, the favorite thing that currently exists would definitely be being able to grab and pull in outside carriers as a client. So your clients that are using Glovebox, you can also tell them, hey, you can store any other insurance you may have in here. You're welcome. You're part of my agency. You get to have this exclusive place to store all of your documents. You may as well grab any policies that aren't with me and store them in here too. Step one. Let me ask you this real quick before we get, because I got to, I got to reel these people back in that are listening. When I do that, am I the agent able to see what policies is on the app with Exactly what I was getting to, step two. So on the agent side, they get to go into HQ and then you can pull up any of your client's glove boxes at any given moment. And you can see if they're storing policies that you didn't write in there and you can see all the details because they're utilizing your exclusive platform. So all the things that they're storing in there are now something that you can view. And you're being able to view them, not for any purpose, but to save them money. Um, you as an agent have the ability to cross-sell them at that point. You can actually search for a better rate for them and tell them, hey, if you if you actually you know bring this policy over to me, not only am I going to save you money, but that gives you everything. Uh, all of your policies are in Glovebox. All of them are attaching to my system. It'll just make it so much cleaner uh, of a process. And clients, when they come in, um, you know, we're building all these tools for agents to be able to log your clients into all the carriers. So we're making it so a client comes in with just their phone number. That's all they need to log in. They don't need to create credentials. And, and all of a sudden, all their policies are just there. I, 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 I mean, it's, it blows people's minds. <laughs> I, I just think... I mean, from a, on a startup basis, like you think, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start this. You've started plenty. Um, you've seen the growth of this one in just the short time that you've been, been with Glovebox since August. Um, st- a startup's not easy, first off. Second of all, there's a lot of work that goes into a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy. Um, if, if some agent out there, some young punk agent wants to start his own agency, wants to leave the agencies out now and do start his own business, what advice could you give maybe that young agent who is starting, wants to start their own agency before they get oh in there God. and jump in head first? Cause I mean, you've done a few, I mean, yeah, like you said it, you've got the, the breakup registry.com stuff, but with, with your professional background and things that you've had your hands in, I mean, is it a good idea? What any tips, tricks, not, you know, no tricks other than if you're going to start an insurance yeah, agency, I mean, get glove box. That, I mean, that is a big part of it, but with, with anything, the way that things are going now, and I've had this conversation very candidly with a lot of recent agency partners, you have to think of the business that you're building in some way as e-commerce, not e-commerce as in drop shipping and sending hats to people in Florida, like e-commerce as in it has to function online in a, uh, in a clean way where everything syncs and people have access to what they need to. Um, people really don't want to be on phones. It's rare that people want to be on phones. Um, 
I don't want to sit on hold and wait for people. Um, I'd rather be able to handle something on my own. So the more tools you can give somebody, the more empowered they feel. And then when they actually do want to connect with you, it's more poignant. Um, I've brought on agency partners that are just launching and have maybe 50 clients. I've brought on some that have, you know, 10,000 clients or, you know, or more. Um, it is so smart when you're kicking things off with your brand new agent, integrate something like this into your system and just have it be how things function from the start. From the beginning. Um, because then your adoption is going to be through the roof. I mean, we have, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, adoption is not something that's the same for every agency. It really depends on a number of factors. But on the higher side, I mean, you're going to be landing on the, you know, the 70th percentile sure. if you're... Sure. If you're coming in with fire like that, if you're just telling your clients, hey, this is how I do business, you know, they're still seeing your picture on everything and your name on everything. So if they're interacting with you, they're feeling like it's you. And then you're just a phone call away if they do really, really need something. Need if there somebody. Is a, you know, yeah, but we've even built that into the system coming out soon as um, push notifications. So there's going to be this whole two-way um, communication Slack style center or the agent can push notify uh, one client, a group of clients, every client, you know, that was something that was really built in thoughtfully because a lot of agents have, you know, natural disasters in certain regions or certain things sure. will happen where they need to contact all their clients at once. So, you know, the, the design and the development of this uh, is very thoughtful and very um, centered around exactly what the agents will need to make their lives easier. <clears throat> so if you 20, build it into your tech, you're no, going to win. <laughs> no, you're good. I didn't mean to interrupt you right there, but I, I agree. I agree. But as you know, you look back at 2021, the things that you guys have done have been crazy. The things mm -hmm. that they have built in and just continue to, to, to shock the world and, and shock us agents. 2022 is probably got even bigger plans without spilling the beans mm -hmm. on what's could come. I mean, what can people expect, I guess, um, without saying this, that, and the other? Well, people can expect um, every type of insurance that is available <laughs> to be available in Glovebox. So we're going to Even commercial, commercial lines? Commercial yes. lines is coming soon. And then life and health will be shortly thereafter. You know, a lot of agencies span into financial you know, brokerages, um, anything that people are going to need done within their agency, um, Glovebox will be able to handle. Um, I think the other biggest thing I'm excited for is um, the marketplace. I think that's going to be groundbreaking. Um, we have built this internal marketplace that agents are going to be able to create to cross-sell we're trying to build out the tools for you to be able to cross sell um, wildly through the platform. Um, referral tools, um, you know, quoting right within that, um, that platform I told you about that communication center. Sure. Um, we'll be able to, um, we'll, we'll have automatic bill pay as an option set up direct to the carrier through the platform. Um, notifications sent to people when it is time to pay a bill. Commercial is going to be really sick. It's going to be so I sleek. I told, it's going to make. <laughs> I don't have the platform. Mm -hmm. and I told him I wasn't getting it until commercials comes out. Mm -hmm. So he said this year and he's keeping his promise. <laughs> what do you say it's going to be? Yeah. What do you think it's going to be sick? Like what, what else is, what's so intuitive? Like certificate of insurance request, things yeah. like that. 
um, we're still, there's, there's two different ways we could operate as far as certs are concerned. And I've had to, this has been a whole learning curve for me too, but I've kind of talked Ryan's ear off to get in tune with all this. Um, but a big thing is going to be audits. Um, audits are going to become less of a horrifying event. <laughs> that they are. Yeah. Um, and certs, there's two different ways we're looking at building certs. So I haven't gotten an update on that, but we were, um, we should know that pretty soon. I, I would assume we'd be able to send something out to our um, current clients in the next like month and a half on what that's actually going to look like. Um, so ooh, the tools that are going to be there, I mean, I have so many agencies that I brought on that are smaller that maybe only, um, you know, 10% of their client base is in commercial, but it makes up 50% of their premium. Yep. And they want to expand more into commercial, but they're not sure how, or they're not sure if they can handle it. So this is going to be a tool that's going to allow people to really maximize their income and minimize their effort. <laughs> All I can think of is like how big of a, big of a, a help this would be like with my contractors because yeah, we're, yeah. that's something we're very, very good at at our agency is our, how quickly we get a certificate of insurance back to a requester yeah. or from our insured mm -hmm. directly, whatever it might be. That's, that's our number one priority at that specific time. But besides the audit, the audit kind of sucks, but that that's every audit. But with the yeah. certificates of insurance, where I think it could be a home run is let's say contractor, ABC contractor has additional insure, you know, blanket additional insured agreements, blanket waiver of subrogation, blanket, whatever it might be based off of, you know, per contract. So if, if a mm -hmm. contractor's, you know, contract says he needs to have this, this, and this, and his by policy and our agency management system shows that he does have that. Is that person able to go in, put who the certificate certificate for, you know, um, specific language that they are requesting, and within seconds they could have that certificate of insurance back? Might be a little bit more intuitive, but all I can think of is how like simple that would be. And when you're going to sell or sell a proposal or to build a partnership with a proposal with somebody yeah. and be able to say, Hey, the biggest thing that we can do for you is offer up this app. I mean, one thing that you probably struggle with is getting certificates of insurance from your subcontractors. All you have to do right. is on this app, be able to boom, exactly, bang, bongo, exactly. and you'll get it back in real time. Getting something in real time in this day and age is gold. Yeah. That's exactly what Ryan was explaining to me and just how seamless that process is going to be. Um, so once we have, um, I'm excited when we have more information on exactly how certs are going to be built, whether it's going to be in our platform or syncing with the platform that the agency already uses. There was two different ways to go about that. Um, potentially, there was the option to do both, but that would, you know, delay that. That would take a little bit longer to do. Um, so I think, from what I know, we were going to be starting with one and potentially being able to make it more flexible down the line, but I'll have to get updated on that. Whatever way we go, it's going to be the right way. <laughs> well, I promise what I'll do for you, what I'll do is anytime Glovebox has an update or has a big reveal of something or, yeah. hey, I've got this cool little thing that's that's new on this update or whatever, let me know. We'll get you on because I, I, I really do feel like the more that 
There's a lot of people out there that use the app. There's a lot of people that know it. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Glovebox is a show sponsor of the show, but that's not why I had to have you on. That's not why, yeah. because we're here to help others. We're here to make a difference. Um, mm-hmm. And and I truly think this this app is going to be able to make a difference in the future. So I think we keep we keep uh, the listeners and agents and agencies out there informed with with changes and what you guys are doing. And like what you said, like you you guys, you Glovebox gurus are there for for the customer or for the agencies to help and, and listen and, yeah. and provide detail and, and make it a better, better overall customer experience for, and, for your customers. Yeah. And I, I just can't harp on it enough. Like the team that you're getting to work with by becoming a partner of glove boxes is just unparalleled. Like sure. I've, I've gotten emotional at times just thinking about these people. Like it's, it's just a really great group of people that care. And then, you know, on top of what we're doing for agencies, there's um, efforts in philanthropy that our team is getting involved in, you know, like give, giving back to the community, giving back to our agency partners, creating events. Um, so, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I can't even, I couldn't even be more excited about where things are going to be in a year or two years. Especially within the last year, like I said, I, yeah. 21 was crazy. 22 is going to be even more nuts, and the, the technology is only going to get better. I mean, I don't think the technology can get worse. So um, yeah. it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be exciting to see where this where this goes. And like you said, you know, as you guys start building do philanthropy work, um, I didn't hear the comedy show mentioned in there at all. So that's that's going to have to happen. So make sure go yeah. box and make sure your boys <laughs> hook it hook you up. I think we would have. I think there would probably be at least 500 agents that would attend something like that. Um, I'm going to probably do comedy works at some point soon. So maybe we can just do a blast invite to all the agencies and have them come out. And then I can just have my, um, have my sign up sticker right on the back of my sweatshirt. It's perfect. There you go. There you go. Highlight it. I'm going to get into my favorite segment of the show because it is not talking about insurance at all. Um, (laughs) Sounds sounds bad, but it's my five rapid fire questions. Um, I think I have the worst answer of all time a couple weeks ago with Derek Hayden. Um, He's an agent, uh, works for Shelbyville Insurance, which is in like Shelbyville, Illinois. Very, very kind of small hillbilly town because his answer of my first question was camouflage. Um, And I never thought someone's favorite color they would say was camo, but he stopped me in my tracks. So we'll go into these top or these five rapid fire questions real quick, and I'll let you get on your day, uh, Natasha. Uh, but what is your favorite color? Oh, if you don't say red right now, because <laughs> with the red couch, <laughs> it's actually it's actually not. It's it's going to be some form of green. But I was trying to think of a cooler name like chartreuse, but chartreuse mm, is not my top green. But so green, some, green some of some form sort. of green. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite flavor ice cream? I love Halo Top candy bar. Halo Top. Is that, that's, you can buy that like in Walmart and stuff. Like they're, they're in the smaller pint con- containers, aren't they? Yeah. Do they sell them mm-hmm. in the gallons? No, thank God. Otherwise you could easily eat the whole thing. It's light ice cream. It's light ice cream and it is so good. I sometimes will hmm. sit down on the couch and be eating it and say to myself, somebody spent a year, two years, three years, just creating this so us fatsos can sit here on the couch and can eat a whole cream. pint of something and not feel like garbage about it so it, you so it's the the light the lightness of it really i mean you really don't feel like crap so bloated good. after huh. no no you eat a whole pint no problem no problem you well i might have to give that might have to give that a try then. oh yeah if you could spend if you could spend 24 hours with anybody dead or alive 
whether that's to help better educate yourself, we want to learn, or whether that's someone just to have a good time with, who would that be? I have so many of these. You made I your have top so two, many then. of these. Barbara Corcoran is one. I just want to hang out with her so bad. Um, and who would be my second top one? Probably The Rock. Wow, I like that. I like The Rock. No, that's that's good. That's good. You'd be ready to work I mean, out. I love people that are business savvy and entrepreneurial and also centered around entertainment. And so, um, you know, I think I would love hanging out with them both on all that, all those aspects. Hopefully I don't get you in trouble with this question. I've never asked this question, but just because you're in the entertainment business, I have to. Who's your favorite comedian besides yourself? Oh, gosh. Um, or should you give to? Bill Burr. Okay. Bill Burr. I, I think he's just ridiculously funny always. Are you a Kevin Hart fan? Yes, I am. Um, I've, it's, it's funny because I appreciate all stand-up. I don't like sure. critically watch other stand-up comedians. I'm not one of those people that like watches somebody special and think, oh, they could have done this better. Like I just, I relinquish my um, myself and enjoy it like an audience member. Um, but Bill Burr always makes me like, Pearl laughing. laughing. Um, just because he's just like, and you meet the guy, I've met the guy a couple of times and he's just not angry. You would think he would be angry because sure. he's just got so much passion behind everything. And he's just always yelling, but nicest guy ever. Just a great guy. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> I awesome. appreciate his humor so much. <laughs> well, that's good. If you could visit anywhere in the world, this is my last question. So there's six questions because I threw in that last one. But if you could visit anywhere in the world, uh, where would that be? I really want to go to Tokyo. Oh, it's a good one. I haven't heard that. That's a, that's the first on the show. That's the first one. What? Did any specific reason why Tokyo? Just because of the culture difference? Just, yeah, culturally different. Um, I've been wanting to spend some time in uh, the Eastern Hemisphere of the. Well, I mean, I which direction do people go? <laughs> it's like, it's well, I'm, I'm very directionally world. challenged. Eastern so. or Western? Cause it's so, just on hey, the other side. At some point, all I care about, all I know is if at some point, if you go East, you're going to end up going gonna past where you're going to go West. <laughs> exactly. I never know which direction people, um, but whatever. Um, I haven't, I'm going to South America for the first time this year. Um, but I've been to Europe a couple of times. I haven't made it over to Africa, Asia, Australia. Um, I have a lot of the world I want to see. I'm very adventurous. Um, I started working towards getting my pilot license when I was launching my startup. And so Sweet. I'm very baby steps in just like a couple hours. But um, so, yeah, there's a lot of the world I want to see. That's awesome. <laughs> Last, last thing I want to want to ask you just because it's, you know, like you said, you like helping other people. That's, this is the reason why I asked this question because it was a podcast that I was listening to that helped change my life with things that I was going through divorce, the life changes feel like I'm a 50 year old man at age 26. Um, and it took somebody me listening to a podcast to wake up and hear some, some positivity, um, by being asked this question right here. Um, so if you, if, if you had any piece of advice for somebody young, somebody new, whether they're getting into this industry, whether they're trying to figure out their career path, what would that be? You mean just advice in general. You want to go off of my any advice that you think that because I think a lot of personal advice leads to professional success. Um, my favorite thing somebody said to me 
couple of years ago was how you do anything is how you do everything. So um, I think that that says so much in so few words. Um, you, if you do anything to a level that doesn't reflect what you want to be living like, then that's going to reflect everywhere in your life. And I'm saying that to myself as well. It's something that I tell myself. Um, that's why I resonated with the book, the 10X Rule so much. When, you know, if you do something, you should do it very well, even if it's not your favorite thing. I love that. I love that. Literally, that's that will be made into a clip. When this when this episode drops, I promise you that clip will happen and you'll see that clip somewhere because it was better than the camouflage answer of what your favorite color was. But <laughs> Natasha, I really do uh, appreciate your time. I really appreciate uh, everything you're, you're starting to do for the industry because, you know, we're we're a big team in this industry, whether we're competitors, whether that we yeah. know, we're carriers, agents, producers or even the customer. We're all here to, to help one another. Um, that's why this this industry is great. It's people like you that keep coming in the industry that uh, that give us a chance to keep the industry going um, in, in, in an upward way. That's right. Mm-hmm. Give it a little, yeah. give it a little fresh. Shake it it's, up a little bit. <laughs> people say all the time it's male, pale, and stale, and I agree. It's almost like a. It's. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say because that's that could, that could get me in trouble. But Natasha, yeah. anything anything else you need to you need you you've got you've got 30 seconds here. The floor is yours before we close up. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, you know, just look me up, Natasha Pearl Hansen. Uh, you'll see all the logos of the things that I do. Um, and you can email me if you're an agent, Natasha at gloveboxapp.com. Uh, we can talk. Um, again, like I said, I'll you know present everything the way I normally do. And you can decide from there if you're ready or uh, crafty enough to want to come on board <laughs> if you're ready to put the jet rocket rocket pack on and hop in the, the space shuttle, maybe put it on <laughs> that's good stuff well i do appreciate it once again um all you loyal listeners thanks for con- the continuous efforts thanks for the continuous uh lo- you know listening viewership every single week uh without you guys the show wouldn't be possible thanks to the team over agency intelligence cast sarah appreciate all your hard work Um, And for myself, Natasha, and the MVP podcast, always remember that you can make a difference. Go have a great day and uh, we'll catch you next week. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, We're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good terrible at firing actually uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want and the list goes on and on now listen I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to to fix a problem the first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem here's what you do go to virtualintel.com check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. 
That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.